The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Okay, we have a few minutes this afternoon with Ward 1 City Councilor Andrew Knack joining us on the phone. Hi, Councilor Knack. Good afternoon. Uh, thanks for joining me. I hope uh, your place and, uh, you know, managed to get through that storm okay last night. I'm getting on the text line. A lot of folks having some water issues and dealing with some uh, damage from that storm. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Fortunate, we, we were fortunate that there was no impact, but, but heard from a lot of other folks who have seen an impact, which is, which is concerning. Boy, oh boy, what, uh, what went through your mind when you saw that video of Roger's Place yes, last night? I just, I just sort of <laughs> amazement that something like that could happen, uh, and I mean, you know, weather patterns can change quickly, and, and but you never would have thought that would have happened in a building as new as that is. Uh, but yeah. yet, we see that even even we flooding in new homes too. Yeah, exactly. We'll be talking with Tim Shipton from Oilers Entertainment Group coming up in about 10 minutes. Councillor Knack, uh, this news about the uh, the safe restart agreement and money coming to Edmonton. I know we're still waiting on some final, well, on the details, not even final details, but on the details. But uh, we heard from the mayor and this must be uh, some relief to council given what, uh, you know, you guys have been dealing with, what the city has been dealing with over the past four months. Yeah, it's, it's quite encouraging, uh, again, pending all of the specifics as it gets rolled out to see exactly how much uh, municipalities will be getting, in particular the city of Edmonton. But as many people know, we're, we're dealing with just in 2020 alone about $172 million shortfall, and yeah. we had to make massive cuts to programs and services across the city uh, in order to offset that. And we also did had tempor- thousands of temporary layoffs. And that shortfall, while it might not be quite as much in 2021, we're expecting a fairly large shortfall. It could be as high as you know, around $140 million or so, wow. assuming we want to make sure there's no tax increase in 2021, which I think that's the goal we all want to achieve. Man, oh man. Um, when you uh, you look at, at what's happening and you talked about those temporary layoffs, where are we with that? I mean, are we starting to see some folks being hired back? Are we going to get back up to, to full steam, full uh, employment? Um, all the folks that have been laid off, will they be getting back to work in the near future? So, I mean, that's part of what we have to understand with with how much is going to come to the city and how quickly we can return things back to sort of standard service levels. Uh, I I think that would be everyone's uh, best case scenario, which is getting everyone back to work who's not working right now. Uh, At the same time, we we have to make sure that we don't... um, overreact uh, that's an interesting term that i'm using when with all of the money that's coming in or however much we end up getting because we still don't have a full appreciation for the total economic impact of covid we have assumptions that we've built into our budget but that 172 million dollar number that's our probable scenario that could be as high as over 200 million dollars by year end and so we also have to make sure we've we've been thoughtful about how much of that we use to bring things back earlier than we originally planned versus holding on a bit to help offset any potential further impacts. So that will be part of the debate that we have to go through and and I expect it will be a prioritization of different services. Some will come back a bit sooner, but some may take the same amount of time. 
What do you tell, you know, folks who are listening in, Edmontonians, uh, about the coming months and even the coming year when it comes to the financial situation of the city of Edmonton and services and, um, you know, what they can expect as we try to wrap our heads around getting back to quotes normal? Well, I think the the thing we probably want people to be realizing is that there is going to be no normal back to normal starting, you know, even... Even if this money were able to offset every single penny that we're dealing with as a city, we have to think differently about what we're doing as a city, the services we're providing, how we provide them, why we provide certain services. And and so we have to use this time to reflect on what we've been doing and, and how we might approach things differently. And that could mean that next year, even if this was would allow us to have everyone working 100%, which I think that's still the goal, are there ways we should be doing something different? Are, are there new partnerships we should be forming? Are there... Um, either new services or or some existing services that need to be reevaluated. So so I I think we can't be assuming that what what we're going to be doing is finding a way to get back to normal because uh, there is no normal anymore uh, and it's going to be a new way of thinking. Councillor Knack, we know that this uh, this package uh, has two pieces to it, money for the cities and specific money for, for transit. And we know that transit in this city has, uh, has, has cost a lot over the last uh, while, that we've lost a lot of money on it. And I think a lot of folks don't necessarily think about the bus service unless, um, you, know, uh, you know, if you're driving to work every day in your own car, you don't think about it unless you're taking a bus or, you know, let's say, um, you know, LRT every day. It's not something that we think about. Why is, can you, you know, just shed a little bit more light on for my listeners about why it is so important to have transit up and running again um, as as more folks are, are heading back to work? Well, I think there's, there's two main reasons why it's so important. Number one, there are people that can't afford to drive in this city and, yeah. and rely on transit to get them to and from work. I, I've been getting uh, correspondence from one individual who lives in the ward who, because we're not operating at full capacity, is required to spend 60 to $80 every day on a cab to get to uh, his job in an industrial area that's not currently being served by transit. It's almost rendering his workday obs- you know, useless because mm. they're paying almost all of that cost for, for cabs. So there's an example of why it's so important. And then we, we also can't forget about those who just can't drive in the city anymore. There are, you know, whether it's uh, older adults who have uh, no longer the, the ability to use a car, uh, seniors in our city that, that rely on this to get to medical appointments, to get groceries. To, and so that's why transit's so critical in a large urban center, because you have people who, who can't. And, and of course, there are many who just choose to use another option because that's what they want. But but at a minimum, we have to be thinking about those groups and recognizing that people need this to be able to be part of the economy again. There's there's 50 routes that aren't running right now yes. because we're operating on a modified Saturday schedule. And those 50 routes are, mean that people can't get to work as easily as they might have in the past. 
Yeah, and it has to be so incredibly frustrating for those folks. Before I let you go, Councillor Knack, uh, we're seeing some of these, well, we're seeing COVID numbers uh, going up. 120 new cases reported yesterday, the highest since May 2nd. How concerned are you about that? And what message do you want Edmontonians to know as we continue to navigate this? Yeah, it, it's it's concerning, uh, especially when you see our numbers in relation to a lot of the other numbers across Canada. And I think the message we want to drive home still with everyone is that we're still in the middle of a pandemic and we cannot forget that uh, this there may never be another point in our lives where we're living through something like this and so we have to treat it with the level of severity that this is and we need to be listening to our health professionals we need to listen to our chief medical officer of health dr hinshaw and the, and her team we need to uh, make sure we're maintaining those that six feet distance at all times and when we can't that we're wearing masks and that we're washing our hands and so those same things that we thought about back in april when this is sort of at top of mind for everyone is just as relevant if not more now as we begin to do reopening so people cannot let up on this we have to be diligent and and i hope that people treat it very seriously because even if i might personally not be impacted maybe i'll survive that i could be asymptomatic and pass it on to somebody i love or care about and and we know how uh, how much it can hurt those who are more vulnerable or have or immune compromised so so we have to treat it seriously still if not more seriously than we have in the past councillor knack i always appreciate your time thanks for this and have a great weekend you too. Thank you. Stay safe. Yeah. Take care. Andrew Knack, Edmonton Ward 1 City Councillor, joining us this afternoon as we take a, a bit of a closer look at, you know, a few more of the details of the Safe Restart Agreement announced by the federal government yesterday and, uh, you know, still being mulled over by the province and the city. Greg says, Jay, I'm nervous that once again, City Council and the Mayor are going to mismanage this money. I think they need an oversight committee during such a critical time, some sort of watchdog. And Greg, you're not alone feeling that way. I've heard that from a number of people.